This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. This is the Eric Lee Show on WSOY 1340 AM and 103.3 FM. Streaming live at nowdecatur.com. It's been a long Yeah. Mm-hmm. I may be poor, but I am somebody. I may be on wherefore, but I am somebody. I am somebody is the book we're about to talk about. I may be in jail, but I am somebody. I like it. I may be uneducated, but I am somebody. I am black, beautiful, proud. I must be respected. I must be protected. I am somebody. Is that Jesse? That's Jesse, man. That's the Rev. The Rev. The Rev. Welcome to Hour 2, Eric Lee Show, Richard Community College. It's Courtney Carson, downtown Decatur, of course. Brought to you by Earth Mover Credit Union. Uh, now our next guest joining us on the uh, Kansas City Barbecue. I, I want to make sure I say the Kansas City Barbecue Pit, by the way, mm-hmm. served over 400 barbecue sandwiches the last few weeks to farmers. Wow. Yeah, That's they, amazing. 95Q does a Feed the Farmers thing. Mm-hmm. They get sponsors to try to cover things and... Casey Barbecue Pit, man. Uh, putting, putting, and that's some I gotta love them. I think that's what I'm gonna eat dinner tonight. Good food as well. Yeah. So salute to them, and they are the sponsor of our hotlines. We're our next guest. I asked Dominique to make sure we had it right. David Masiotra, right, sir? That's correct. David is the author, and I just kind of looked back on your website here. He's he's done books on Bruce Springsteen, Metallica, John Cougar Mellencamp, Barack Obama, and now we get to talk about I Am Somebody. Why Jesse Jackson Matters. And uh, I, I, I see these five books on here. Are those the five you've written or the five big ones or the five for sale? It, 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 uh, yeah, obviously, uh, uh, you like writing about um, people that are impactful. Yeah, those are the all of the above. Those are the five okay. I've written, the five that are for sale. And uh, if you're, if you're like you today to talk about the new one, if, I Am Somebody, Why Jesse Jackson, just published yesterday. That's so awesome. Congrats on uh, that. Literally hot off the press. I didn't want to short you if you're like, no, I've written 127 books. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do enough homework if you had if you had written that many. Um, uh, David, where are you from? Uh, I grew up in a town called Lansing, Illinois. Okay. I currently live in uh, Northwest Indiana. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, you know, what what made you write the book about Jesse Jackson? How, how did this start? I guess is the question I'm getting at. Well, Jesse Jackson is a uh, longtime political hero of mine. Uh, hmm. I've been fascinated with his life and his work uh, for as long as I can remember because I grew up in a house of uh, Jesse Jackson admirers. Uh, my grandfather, mm-hmm. who was a World War II veteran and a uh, member of a labor union, uh, really uh, praised and appreciated the work that Jackson did on the behalf of organized labor and workers' rights. And uh, his daughter, my mother, uh, often offered uh, praise and demonstrated interest in Jackson's work on racial justice. Mm -hmm. And growing up uh, in the south suburbs of Chicago, as Jackson worked out of his headquarters, which is in Chicago, Illinois, uh, I was constantly hearing stories about him and seeing him on television, seeing him in the newspaper. And simultaneously with that, uh, his son was a congressman representing the south suburbs of Chicago. Mm-hmm. So I grew up with that, 
And then as a journalist, I first uh, met and interviewed Reverend Jackson six years ago to write a story on his presidential campaigns the 1980s, which were immensely groundbreaking and history-making. And I'm very blessed and privileged and fortunate to say we developed a rapport, mm -hmm. and it led to uh, many more interviews, conversations. I accompanied him on trips as a journalist covering what he was doing and observed his work up close, and I quickly began to realize that he is the most effective and consequential living civil rights leader in our country, mm -hmm. and that his story is immensely important, but it's often not told, right. and when it is told, it's not told correctly. So I attempt to correct that, uh, you know, unfortunate error of our cultural discourse uh, with this new book. What, what is the primary corrections? I, I, I don't, I don't want to, I'm not trying to get a give, give the book away, but I mean, what, either, you know, maybe tell me what, what's been incorrect or, or what's the corrections. Well, I think that the full depth and breadth of his impact uh, isn't known, uh, even to people who are generally supportive mm -hmm. uh, of the kind of work he does. So if I could just give a really quick synopsis, in the 1960s he was an aide to Martin Luther King, uh, working for uh, equality for black Americans, the demolition of Jim Crow, the uh, universal franchise. Then in the 70s, uh, you know, following the, the tragic assassination of Dr. King, uh, he really becomes the founder of black economics. Mm -hmm. uh, Ebony Magazine called him the apostle of economics because through his advocacy, uh, he earned thousands of black Americans employment, thousands of black Americans placement in trade unions that previously uh, prohibited their entry and millions and millions of dollars for black business owners through contracts because our economic structure was uh, viciously discriminatory and predatory. Uh, then in the 80s, with his two presidential runs, he really transformed the Democratic Party into a multicultural progressive party. Mm -hmm. And even today in 2020 with the Biden-Harris ticket, uh, Democrats are still catching up uh, to the positions that Jackson uh, articulated in the 80s and mm -hmm. the work that he did. Mm -hmm. Wow. Um, the, the title, I Am Somebody, did you quote, is that a speech? That is. is. It, or just a quote? That's his, that's his affirmation. That's the yeah. most part. Well, I mean, in the book, you know, Cordy sent me a, a piece of the book, and uh, I don't think David. A phenomenal book, by the way. I read it last night. My you God, read the whole book last night? read it last night, man. How do you read oh, whole books so, so much, yeah. uh, Courtney? I was curious if you had a chance to look at it. <laughs> yeah, it's and so phenomenal, and some the details and how you break down. You, you you are absolutely correct. You break down his life, and you and you highlight some of the kind of misconceptions about who he is. And you know, quite naturally, I love who Reverend Jackson is, and you really like the, the his relationship with uh, Clinton. Um, the some of the other Chicago uh, pastors being a little. Uh, felt like they were kind of duped as it relates to that uh, conversation or um, negotiation between Anheuser-Busch when his son was only 12 years old at the particular point in time. And I don't want to give stuff away, but it was just phenomenal. And so I truly appreciate your work, your efforts, and, and your heart and spirit, man. Well, thank you so much. Well, yeah, part of the book is doing a big pushback 
mm-hmm. against the slanderous propaganda right. that various people in power have proffered against Jackson mm-hmm. uh, for decades. And, and you, uh, almost you know, more than anyone, uh, understand the, uh, the benefits that Jackson's dedication Definitely. to justice, love, and service brings directly to people's lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, Definitely. You know, I don't. I don't know how much you want to talk about your own experience with Reverend Jackson, but uh, you know that intimately and personally. Yeah, most definitely. Saved my life. Changed my life. Absolutely. Yeah. Saved a, a number of guys' lives. Mm-hmm. I, I think quite possibly. I've 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 known Courtney since before that that instance and knew he was gonna knew he was a good dude on the inside. And it, it's uh, you, you you see this happen with with young men in this in this city sometimes going down the wrong path. And and Jesse. We're starting to see it again, unfortunately, with, mm-hmm. young, with young people. But uh, just that that presence, I think, changed a lot of lives. Oh, for sure, uh, definitely. You know, the, the connection to Jesse Al Sharpton mm-hmm. is a, is a big piece of this book as well. And and I like how he, you know, the, the, one of the stories that you know from the what Courtney had sent me uh, that he found uh, in the in the book also kind of talks about the, the "I am somebody" quote, how it affected Sharpton. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. Are some people just they just have that blessing of being able to, to to be a positive influence? Is Jesse Jackson just just one of those people? I think so. I think that there's a, you know there's a certain mysterious quality to some people, and I don't mean that in a supernatural sense, but uh, you know qualities that we call charisma, qualities that we call leadership. Uh, you know, in one of my many conversations with Jesse Jackson, he told me about how. Uh, when he was a college student, he had learned he was a football player, and he had learned that some of the uh, some of his uh, black female classmates were wrongly jailed, and he wanted to lead a protest to uh, try to release them, to emancipate them, and uh, with hardly any publicity, hardly any promotion or pressure, uh, hundreds of students just started following him. Hmm across campus and he mm-hmm. said that he felt like in that moment like a player who doesn't realize he has talent but the coach sees it mm. you know his classmates were like the coach they saw his leadership qualities before he even had a chance to see them mm. uh, so there is something uh, inaccessible in leadership leaders are uh, both born and made but uh, you know I remember going to a rainbow push you talked about saving people's lives to see uh two two of the three soldiers Mm -hmm. that reverend jackson rescued uh during the uh yugoslav war Mm -hmm. in in bosnia and and serbia and they were speaking on the 20th anniversary of that occasion and you know jackson has rescued hundreds of hostages and freed hundreds of prisoners in countries like cuba iraq syria and elsewhere, and uh, it was also the 20th anniversary of when uh, Jackson intervened in Decatur. Right, and that was where I first saw uh, Reverend Courtney Carson speak, mm-hmm. and he brought tears to my eyes about how, uh, as you just said, Jackson saved your life. Yes. So part of the book is telling these stories to uh, humanize and personalize Jackson's work, and then another part is more analytical, mm-hmm. you know, looking at how he changed the structure of the Democratic Party to make it more representative of diverse constituencies, constituencies and poor voters. Uh, and then part of it is examining that economic work 
And uh, I did interview Reverend Al Sharpton for the book. He was very insightful on both of those scores, Mm -hmm. the analytical, political side of it, but also the personal side, because Sharpton told me that, like Jackson, he grew up in poverty. He grew up without a father. Mm -hmm. He was often bullied at school. So I am somebody comes from the heart. It's a genuine affirmation for Jackson. And there's countless people who, as simple as it sounds, need to hear it and, more importantly, need to feel it and believe it. Mm. We're talking to David Masiotra, author of the book, I Am Somebody, Why Jesse Jackson Matters. I feel like, just in the conversation, you've spent a lot of time with Jesse Jackson before you were writing this book. Am I hearing that right? Yes. uh, Like I said, I first met him six years ago, and we only had one interview planned for an article, Mm. uh, and that led, led to many more interviews and by observing his work uh, up close and personal. And uh, the book developed naturally out of those mm-hmm. experiences. You know, the more time I spent with him, the more time I listened to his insights, uh, the more I realized that an article or even a series of articles uh, would be insufficient to mm-hmm. capture the power and profundity uh, of this story. Yeah. Was this... Nothing's easy. I don't, I'm not trying to downplay the book, but was this easy to write? Or you know, and I, I know it was. I know you, there's there's you know, you you want to do it the right way. There's pressure to deliver the, the complete image of a man who's who's a hero. But but did this did this roll off your fingertips? Uh, you know, once you got so inspired, it it really did in a certain respect because um, he he gave he provided so much material mm-hmm. uh, through our conversations. Mm-hmm. That the the biggest challenge of the book was curation. Yeah. You know, the, the book is uh, 250 pages. It could be a thousand pages, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, given everything he's accomplished, given the prolific nature of his work, and given that at the age of 79, even with Parkinson's disease, he's still dedicated, right. working six, seven days a week, eight, yes. ten hours a day. Uh, but my publisher and I agreed. I, I had a wonderful team at. Uh, Bloomsbury, I.B. Taurus, that the book should be uh, somewhat brief so that it's accessible to a wide range of people. You know, we want college students to pick up this book. We want people who uh, maybe aren't extremely curious about Jesse Jackson to pick up the book and learn about Jesse Jackson. And we thought that if, if I tried to compress everything in there, and the book is eight, nine hundred pages, uh, it would turn off some people. Sure. The length would intimidate people. Mm-hmm. So that was the biggest challenge of the book, deciding what was essential and what stories, even if they were important and interesting, uh, would have to end up on the cutting room floor. Yeah, right. That's right. tough. And it highlights how we have to be uh, extra careful in how we allow media to kill off our heroes as well. Yeah, I read into it that way as well. Could, is that? Do you think that that that's highlighted in the book? Yeah, absolutely. Because there's what I find in conversations with so many people is that there is a canyon separating the reality of Jesse Jackson, his life and his work, mm-hmm. and the perception of Jesse Jackson. Right. And that isn't accidental or happenstance. That is a direct result of a multi-decade campaign to distort and discredit Jackson's work led by 
the large corporate media outlets, key figures in the Republican Party, and even some prominent figures in the Democratic yeah. Party. Mm. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and part of that is politically motivated. Also, part of it is a result of our commercial media culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, I quote a Bruce Springsteen lyric in the book, uh, first they made me king, then they made me pope, then they brought the rope. I mean, yeah. there's, <laughs> there's something in our culture that often props people up just to knock them down. Absolutely. Right, right. We talk about it in sports all the time. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Jesse Jackson is one of these people in a position that is always on. Mm-hmm. He goes to a speaking engagement. Mm-hmm. He walks off that stage. He meets 500 people mm-hmm. <laughs> on the way to the car or the hotel. Yeah. He's on. The people that work for him, Courtney goes, I want you to meet these high school kids. He's on. He's mm-hmm. on. He's always got to be Jesse Jackson. David, did you get to see any Jesse Jackson that was off? Well, I I learned some things about Jesse Jackson that surprised me. Uh, you know, for example, his sense of humor. Yeah, <laughs> right. He's funny, uh, man. <laughs> you know, the, the first time that I was going to meet him, I felt like I was going to meet Moses. Yeah, mm-hmm. I could see that. Because I knew about all of his work, and every time I had seen him on television, he was serious and intense. And then, uh, you know, I learned that he has a, a great sense of humor, and, and he's a down-to-earth guy, and he can uh, transition from a topic of great urgency into something more trivial, uh, just like anyone else. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I also think that we tend to, when we see someone like Jesse Jackson, someone whose name we recognize in newspaper headlines, uh, we tend to think that they are indestructible. Mm-hmm. And there were some moments that I describe in the book, uh, including one in which I uh, accompanied him to his mother's uh, hospital room when mm-hmm. his mother was on his deathbed, where I saw the the humanity of Jesse Jackson, mm-hmm. that uh, even if sometimes he might appear indestructible, he isn't. He has a heart that bleeds just like anyone else. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. You've seen Jesse off, obviously, Courtney. Oh, most definitely. Is it the sense of humor that will catch most people off guard if they get a oh, chance to be yeah, in it? Yeah, definitely. That's it. That's it's the it. sense of humor, man. He, he <laughs> you can forget, He's funny. You can forget the, that these people on, that, that, mm-hmm. that live on these pedestals mm-hmm. almost uh, are, are, yeah. are because a lot of times they're not real humane. They might be mm-hmm. rude. They might be, but you're not going to get that. Yeah, he's down to earth. Every time I try to talk business, when I'm with Reverend, every time I try to talk business with him, he, he reminds me to focus on your family, man. Yeah. Yeah. How the children? Yeah. Good. How's you your know, wife? Good. <laughs> you know? Good. He, uh, there's, there's two stories I could tell about that. The first one, uh, once when we were traveling in South Carolina, uh, we, we stopped in a restaurant to get, get a bite to eat. And uh, uh, Reverend Jackson and I went to the bathroom, and uh, I've never seen him turn down an autograph, turn down a picture. He's incredibly generous with his time. But while Reverend Jackson was actually using the bathroom, a gentleman said, Oh, my God, Jesse Jackson, can I, can I get a picture, please? <laughs> and he turned and he said, If you give me just a minute, brother. <laughs> <laughs> you know. And then the other story, which is on a more serious note, uh, when I had gone to Selma, to cover the 50th anniversary commemoration of the uh, Sunday Bloody Sunday March uh, that the late John Lewis helped organize. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I ran into uh, Reverend Jackson's assistant, uh, Alana, and I said, oh, how's Reverend Jackson doing? And she said, oh, he's doing great. He's with all of his friends. Amen. And it just hit me that all of these names, you know, Jesse Jackson, John Lewis, mm-hmm. Bernard Lafayette, uh, Diane Nash, all of these names in the history books are human beings and they're right. friends and yeah. they enjoy each other's company. Yeah. So that was a pretty uh, powerful moment that brought that home. That's awesome. Yeah. David, you, you said uh, just the, the book just got published. Does that mean it's available to buy right now? Yes, it is. Okay. Uh, where, where are we sending people to get it? Uh, I am somebody why Jesse Jackson matters. You can buy it from, directly from the publisher, which is Bloomsbury, or any uh, book retailer, large or small. Amazon? Amazon, okay. uh, Barnes & Noble. Uh, Bookshop is a great service that supports uh, independently owned bookstores. So wherever you would prefer to buy it, I'm sure they have it. And then if I gave you a minute to talk about your books on Obama, The Coog, the Metallica, and, and Springsteen, are they similar mentalities of books, or are they all just kind of put together a little differently? Well, the first two books, uh, the spring, book on Springsteen, the book on Mellencamp, uh, you know, those both uh, are part analysis of their music, part biography, and they look at, because of the nature of both of those guys' songs, uh, sometimes where music and politics coalesce. Okay. Uh, the Metallica book is a really short book just on their record, The Black Album. Mm. Uh, that I wrote after interviewing all of those guys. And uh, the Obama book is just my interpretation and analysis of his presidency. And it's called Invisible Man, oh, Barack Obama. Yeah, Barack Invisible Obama, Man. Invisible Man, with a uh, salute to Ralph Ellison and his classic novel, Invisible Man. Gotcha. Uh, David, I think we could probably talk for hours, but we're going to turn you loose. We appreciate the time. Anything else, Courtney? That... I just want to say thank you so much, Brother David. Um, I truly appreciate your, your your work. It's art, man. Absolutely. Hope you sell a million of these. Oh, thank you very much for uh, having me, both of you and and Courtney. uh, Thank you for sharing with me your story and allowing me to uh, include it in my book. Definitely. And uh, thank you for everything you said today. I hope to see you soon. Yes, sir. But what's next, David? Do do we know what you're working on, or can we know? (laughs) Uh, you know that the the world will have to. Wait in suspense. Fair enough. I'm, I'm not sure myself. Okay. What, what, what? Always writing articles. I, I have a column at oh. salon.com. What was that? The, What's the website? Uh, salon. Salon. S-A-L-O-N? Yeah. Yes. com. Look for David Masviotra's, uh regular work. And when another book comes out, come on back on and chat with us. Definitely. It would be my pleasure. Thank you very much, guys. Love it. We'll talk to you again. Thank you, sir. All right. Bye-bye. The author of, uh, well, five books, but most recently today or yesterday, I Am Somebody, Why Jesse Jackson Matters. He's David Masiotra. Uh, and uh, that interview will be available at nowdecator.com on our Facebook page. It'll all be out here shortly if you missed it. You can hear that back. And uh, anything you learned, you'd know everything about Jesse Jackson. You no, know there was about... some things. Yeah, I-, I know a lot about Rev. Uh, I call them pops, yeah. um, but there was some things I read in the book that I just did not know. Some of the older stuff. Yeah, some of that older stuff. Yeah. And, um, and you know, these are, I have candid conversations with Reverend Jackson. Like when, you know, if, the, if one of his haters say something, I ask him the question, like, yeah. why is this dude saying this about you? And then he had tell me the truth about it. But there were some things that I really had questions about that I was afraid to ask yeah. in the book highlights it. And it's like, oh, okay, All right. that's why they did that. No, I, cool. I love the book, man.
I love it. That's neat. That's and it's neat. an easy, re- it's a, ter- a page turner. It's an easy read. You watch it. You read it all in one night. All in one night. I don't, I don't remember the last time I read a whole book in one night. So I, I was reading it. Of course, I'm trying to see where my story was in the <laughs> <Yeah>. book. <laughs> so I was reading it and I found, then I finally seen that part. I was like, oh, okay, here it is. Let me share this component with you. Yeah. 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 That was good. And the, the Sharpton stuff on the same yeah, page. Yeah. It's the Sharpton's on the same page. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. And we all share cool. the similar stories come from, impo- you know, impoverished places to where we are right now. So you use the life. term I am somebody even just personally talking. Oh, to yeah. You. You Definitely. With you I, as a, all the time. As a 15-year-old idiot. <laughs> that's, a 15, yeah. that's how I met Reverend Jackson. I'm going to be totally honest with yeah. you, man. Yeah. I didn't know who he was. When I first saw Reverend Jackson, I didn't know this man. I just knew he had a halo. Yeah. He was glowing. I'm like, yo, who yeah. is this dude? Like this dude. <laughs> you didn't know anything? Man, I didn't but, know Reverend Jackson. Yeah, I forgot he ran for president. Uh-huh. So what it, now, I knew all of that stuff. Yeah, definitely. So, so he, was, he, he, he was on the Democratic ticket, I take it, what, mm-hmm. against like Dukakis yep. in 88? Al Gore was there. Okay, so he so he ran against Clinton. No, not Clinton. He ran against. Shoot, I forget. Did he run against Gore? He ran against. Yeah, he ran oh, against okay. Gore. Okay, so he so he ran. Then maybe maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was Dukakis in '88, and then and then Gore in. What would that have been? Uh, two thousand. No, not two thousand. It wasn't that. That that's when Gore was 80, running. 80, I think it was '86 and '88. '88. '88 was Dukakis and Gore. '88. And he beat, he was, he did, he, he outperformed Al Gore, Gore. Al Gore ran for president in 1988. In, in 1988, and he outperformed Al Gore. Wow, I didn't, I don't think yeah. I ever realized. Joe Biden. What's that? Al Gore, Joe Biden, and Dick Gephardt. They were on the Democratic ticket together in 88? It says. And Dukakis beat, beat all those guys? Wow. There's some, some, some intimate conversations and details about Reverend Jackson, the reasons why. Who, who was on the 84 ticket with him? 84. Because that would have been Reagan's second term. I'm not sure. I can't remember who he beat. Was that uh, Mondale? Walter Mondale? I'm not sure. I think Mondale might have won. Or maybe Mondale was 80. Not sure. So, Oh, I said 86. Yeah, 84. 84 and 88. I don't know why I said 86. Yeah, I'm not sure. But it's just profound that he, you know, he paved the way for so many individuals. I mean, he paved the way for uh, Sharpton to run, for President Obama, in fact. Only three candidates won any state primaries in 83, which was leading you up to 84 presidency. Mondale, Gary Hart, and Jesse Jackson. Initially, former Vice President Mondale was viewed as a favorite to win the Democratic nomination. Mondale had the largest number of party leaders mm-hmm. supporting him, and he had raised more money than any other candidate. Mondale did win, and then... Um, he lost in a landslide. Uh, Jesse Jackson argued the Democrats had pandered too much to white men, and Mondale himself said in February of 85 that he lost because of his inability to appear compelling on television. Mm. Interesting. That's just some Google stuff. Right, so, right. Caller so. said Reagan and uh, Carter in 80, and then uh, 84 was. Oh, that's right. Carter only, Carter only won one, and Mondale was Carter's VP. So after he beat Carter, Mondale ran in 84. And Reagan won again, obviously. Mm-hmm. So that, I think that he was... That's um, the first president I remember is Reagan. Because mm-hmm. he was president from the time I was one until yeah. nine. <laughs> so I remember him saying that some of the things that he wanted to say in the... In 84, I don't know why I keep on wanting to say 86, but what he wanted to say in 84, he, he said in 88. Okay. Like he... 
if he he felt like yeah. if he would have been able to say some of those things that he said yeah. in '88 and '84, he would have won. We, we're obviously yeah. saying the year that the president started over in January, so we know that the campaign was '87 and '83. But, <laughs> right, but, but right. I, I think of it as when the when the president gets sworn in, it's in January of '84, mm-hmm. '88, '92, '96. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. But yeah, we yeah. So that was that would have been the '83 Democratic. Yeah, but he got accused of he when he was negotiating. The Bush deal, he got some other black pastors were upset, like, yo, you did that so your son could have the distribution. But his son was 12. <laughs> you mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? So it was like people would just, he would do things and then other people would slander him to kind of create this monster. But it wasn't the case because later on in life, his son did get a, <laughs> a Bush deal. You see what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. So, but the kid, I mean, he was a grown man at the particular point in time when he got the deal. But when Jesse Jackson, um, uh, challenged them to, you know, high African American people. That same son was 12 years old, and so people I, will make a, a hero a monster. You, you, uh, Dominic left out. Paul Simon was in that race as well. I didn't realize he was in that Democratic presidential race in '87. Dukakis got 1,700 delegates. Jesse Jackson got just over a thousand. Al Gore got uh, just under 400. Paul Simon got 161, and Dick Gephardt from Missouri. Got 137. Hmm. I was a single-digit-year-old child. I just remember mm-hmm. Dukakis and Saturday Night Live not being real kind to him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're not real kind to any any yeah. presidential candidate. They're tra- they're trying to make jokes. That's their that's their job. But I think he had said some pretty dumb things. I, there was one. I can't remember what it was. But there's like there's like one thing that Dukakis said. I think in a in a debate that was the end of him and i can't remember what that was mm-hmm. but i don't think he had much of a chance of beating reagan anyway did he i don't know just from the sounds of things yeah. listen to how people respected the reagan presidency yeah all right I mean, we gotta I... get a break we're way late super late worth yeah. it because david mastriotra was good that was good and since we missed it yesterday we, we didn't actually take our weather yesterday this weather is brought to you by o'shea builders we missed it we didn't take one at 420 because we went so long with our guests. So you didn't miss it because we forgot it. We just didn't have the weather. So 30, 38 counting an hour or two. We shifted to today. Today's weather forecast brought to you by O'Shea Builders. And uh, Courtney Carson, take us through the weekend. This is your WSOY three-day forecast brought to you by O'Shea Builders. Today, sunny with a high near 60. Winds could gust as high as 30 miles per hour. Friday night, areas of frost overnight. Otherwise, mostly clear with a low around 35. Saturday, mostly sunny with a high near 68. Winds could gust as high as 44 miles per hour. And on Sunday, a 50% chance of showers, mostly cloudy with a high near 58. Again, this is your WSOY three-day forecast brought to you by O'Shea Builders with your boy, the Rev. Cordy Carson, stay blessed and productive. Keep hope alive. Stay safe. And remember, you are just as I am somebody. During the midst of this healthcare crisis, you can continue to count on the trusted staff at Dale Southlake and Coley's Drugstores to continue to bring you fast, friendly, and reliable pharmacy services. We encourage customers to utilize our home delivery service, curbside delivery, or our drive-thru window. Don't forget to download our free Coley's Drugs app to submit refills for your medication anytime. Our friendly staff can help you pick out Fannie Mae candy, cards, puzzles, or other over-the-counter items. Call us today at 429-5165 for all your pharmacy needs. We're friends helping friends. Guess what? Marketing is complicated, especially in 2020. There are a million ways to market your business. 
But which tactic is best for your current marketing goals? Hi, I'm Emily Phillips, and I can help. Just visit emilyphillips.org and check out testimonials from clients I've worked with in my over 14 years of marketing and advertising experience. I've helped local and national businesses grow their market share in our community and beyond. Just visit emilyphillips.org to connect, and we'll schedule a free client needs analysis for your business. emilyphillips.org. With record low inventory, low interest rates, and climbing demand, this isn't a buyer's or a seller's market. This is everyone's market. Now's the time to start planning your next move. Whether you're looking to buy or sell, Brinkotter Realtors has the team and resources you need to get started. Call 217-875-0555 or visit brinkotter.com today. Our technology, expertise, and network is your powerful advantage. Find your way home. Brinkotter.com. Are you ready for what's next? It's likely coming. More food shortages, power outages, grocery stores closed, social unrest. Ask yourself, do you have enough food and supplies on hand to last at least 30 days? Most Americans do not, but you can. Avoid the panic of the last-minute rush. Order your four-week supply of emergency food today from MyPatriotSupply.com. Starvation or dependency on the government are your only alternatives. Avoid those and the pain of being unprepared. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com right now. Build your emergency food supply with meals that last up to 25 years in storage, shipped discreetly to your door. Folks that know what's coming are using today to prepare. There's time for you to do the same. That's MyPatriotSupply.com, the original Patriot Preparedness Company. MyPatriotSupply.com this is the Eric Lee Show on WSLY 1340 AM and 103.3 FM. Streaming live at NowDecatur.com. I'm stumbling all over myself. Dukakis lost a bush <laughs> in 88, in 87. I want to make sure that he, I realize, I realize that you realize, I realize that on the break. Like, what I, I keep saying Reagan. Reagan won in 80 and 84. Mm, okay. Bush, 88. Clinton Bush, beat 80. Bush at 92. Mm-hmm. It's okay. We're not political science majors here. At least no. I don't think you are. No, but I did take Larry Klugman's class, and he would not be happy with me. Larry, he's I mad. He's upset. He was, uh, I don't even know Larry Klugman. He was an amazing guy. He was. Out of Richmond, yeah. Yeah, you, you got there just a little too late. Yeah. Yeah, we lost Larry a few years ago. Oh, okay. Um, 96. Who did Clinton beat in 96? Who was the repo? Oh, uh, Bob Dole. 2000 was W over Gore. Mm-hmm. 2004 was W over Kerry. I use I can usually not yeah. remember who the, for, for sake of bad word, Luthers are. Mm-hmm. 2008 was... The man, the rock, the man. How would you, how would you announce him? Uh, at about as the president. Yeah. I don't know how to say it. Go ahead. Well, should I do it like a basketball announcement? Like he was coming into the presidency. <laughs> and now, ladies and gentlemen, uh-huh. your president. <laughs> I don't do the gruff stuff anymore. I haven't done it in so long. <laughs> the Rock, The Rock, Obama. Let's go. I just got excited over that part. <laughs> <laughs> and he yeah. beat the first time around. He beat 
or am I blanking on it? Clinton. Huh? No. no that was in the Democratic Party. Oh, right. yeah. Who was it? Oh, McCain. That's right. Yeah. Did you see the John McCain's wife ad for Biden? That blew my mind. Mm-hmm. It was trending, but I didn't have a chance mm-hmm. to see it yet. I've never, I, if that's happened in politics, I've never seen it. And I'm not bringing this up. Just to, This isn't a bash session. I'm just right. so surprised that Republican presidential candidate John McCain's wife, John McCain mm-hmm. obviously passed away, mm-hmm. um, and she said and she doesn't add for Biden right? about how Biden will bring the country together, yada, yada, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever she says. I don't mm-hmm. know exactly. They were great friends. And and she said they would fight in Congress right. and then go to lunch and, together. And go to lunch together. I've seen a lot and, of... So McCain was super about yeah, about working with the other side. Which, yeah. it, that's what you have to be. You have to be that, man. I've seen a lot of that, though, lately on both sides. Like, I've seen some Democrats are like, you know, I, I support Fort Trump. They may but not Is it the wife them. of a, of, of a very, very popular... I mean, presidential a, candidate slash congressman. I mean, not that war but, hero, or was literally. he a senator and war hero? But yeah. Biden got support from from Romney during this election on certain issues. I didn't think he would have. I think Romney him. just is not happy with Trump. Yes. I don't know mm-hmm. if he's necessarily said vote for Biden. Has he? Yeah, I don't think any. I don't think a whole lot have endorsed. I don't think it's about endorsing. It's more of seeing that they are. Isn't that kind of what we're all trying to do? Side. We're trying mm-hmm. to trying to just pick between. Why are these our choices? <laughs> right. I mean, That's honestly. So I'm sorry. Time. I'm laughing about that, but the way you asked the question was like, "Why are these?" You I said mean, that like Trump. Why are these? <laughs> sorry. Very phenomenal choices. <laughs> I know all about choices. It's the choices that you have to make. Someone say maybe I'm immune. <laughs> what? No, you're not. Right. Yeah. Um, it's tough, but that was a phenomenal. That was a great ad, man. She. Yeah, I was shocked. They put that together. I've just never well. seen that. Mm-hmm. that yeah. That's about as high profile of, I wonder if McCain would have approved that. I wonder if her husband would have approved that. If McCain, yeah, he would, yes. Would he? They were buddies, man. They were friends. Yeah, but political parties are a big deal. Yeah, they are a big deal, but I mean, above you, friendship. But I feel like McCain would show some support for Biden. because I, I think, think he would have shown support for not Biden. Above I think he, had, he was kind of against Trump in some ways, kind of like how Trump was kind of against McCain Trump. McCain was against Trump on his on his deathbed, literally. I can't remember what the quotes were. So And Trump was against McCain was, on his yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, which honestly I like. Mm-hmm. I, I want to hear people in the same political party disagreeing. That's what we are as human beings. We don't agree on everything. Mm-hmm. And that's why I just hate this herd mentality of political parties. Yeah. Exactly. I want to focus on the issues, not the political party. Yeah. I mean, if you're just going to vote with your party and you don't have your own brain, you're not rec- you're not representing your constituents. Man. Well, my you're... philosophy is not about the party, but the per- the 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 the, the uh, politician for the part that that's for the people. Sorry. I can't yeah. Get that out. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I think it'd be really easy to say, you know, I don't really agree with this, but I poll my constituents and they, they go for this, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I'm not going to pretend that, that I support it, but my constituents report it or, or support it. So I'm torn and just be honest about it. Like mm-hmm. it's, if it's down to something you have to vote on, mm. aren't you representing the people? Mm, right. Why, why does it matter what the governor wants or the president wants or the senators that you work with on this other bill want? Because nothing gets done if you don't give and you have to give up something to get something. It it's, to kind of, it's the mantra of fantasy sports trades. You have to you have to be able to give up somebody to get somebody. You know, stop offering your best wide receiver for your or offering your two bench players for somebody's best wide receiver. You have to. So if you want to get something through on education, you've got to you've got to give up something on. That's the that's the world we're in. 
that, that, that politicians <laughs> should, who are trying to get something done. It should be about the people. Have to bend on one topic. Oh, man. To, to the opposite party. I am not calling out one party or another. Mm-hmm. I, right, I, I right. hate this all around. I mm-hmm. hate a herd following. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the world we're in. Mm-hmm. That sucks. Yeah, it's about the people, man. Yeah. Well, it should be about the people. Yeah. And really good people who and I realize, look at policy knows that. And I realize there are going to be many topics mm-hmm. where the people don't know the rights and the wrongs. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. The people want free college, but to, <laughs> right, almost but, definitely. But, but to pull that off, yeah, uh, and, yeah. and and just yeah. just because you're rich, you shouldn't be penanced for being rich. Mm-hmm. You know, should you pay a little more in tax? Yeah, you should pay a little more in tax. You should you should pay your share of, of what tax. Yeah, yeah, right. I mean, yeah, you should, definitely. You should pay your share of what you're supposed to pay. Yeah, what, what you bring. Definitely. Everybody shouldn't pay the same yeah. amount because everybody has. But 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 you, you shouldn't be extra penanced for things. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, okay, well then, then just free college for these people. You know, I mean, yeah, I, there might be a way to try and do some things and help some people that can't afford school, uh, or or whatever the topic might be. Mm-hmm. The general public are going to want everything free, you know. But w- what we don't know, and maybe you need more transparency. Mm-hmm. I know, yeah. I know one thing: general public doesn't understand. How are we in debt to people when we print money? <laughs> <laughs> what if? Can we just can we just be out of debt if we just give China like Maine? Mm-hmm. You guys want Maine? We'll Here. give you Maine and Rhode Island. There you go. We're gonna give those people a year to move. We're gonna let them move for free, <laughs> or they can stay and become part of of China China West. Somebody's gonna call somebody amazing. <laughs> this is what Eric said. Listen to this. You're not gonna believe. And he's got the whole political party behind him. Right. The herd is following. I just don't oh, understand man. how you're in debt. Mm-hmm. You know. You, or, or no, I mean the general people just right. they don't they don't understand a lot of things with debt. Yeah, and they just keep spending, keep spending. That's not how it works. And this ain't an, this isn't an endorsement, right? And I'm I'm still focused on the, the that I should be president. You should be president. There we go. <laughs> I get behind you. I'll be a campaign <laughs> I manager. <laughs> I vote for you. But I really love the transparency of. Us. I got my mom too, so I guess we're off and running. <laughs> right. Oh yeah. I love, your mom is your like number one fan. Man. It doesn't get bigger. <laughs> Real talk. You got a phenomenal mom. But I really like the transparency of uh, Menard, man, Senator Menard. He's he's on it. He answered questions on his Facebook when people say, you know, I, I follow him there, and he yeah. he'll respond. Like, I don't respond to stuff, and he does. He's like, no, you got this wrong, A, B, and C. I really like the fact that he takes time to do. I'd I'd be inspired to help people. Yeah. But I think I would be too inspired. Mm -hmm. Because (laughs) I I would have a serious conversation with person A and be like, Mm -hmm. this person needs this or that. And then the steps to get to that would be impossible. And and it would be hard for me to let stuff go. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, You'd be extremely close to it. And I probably wouldn't get anything Mm -hmm. done because I'd be like, no, I'm not voting for your stupid garbage and following just because we're (laughs) both on whatever ticket. This is the right thing to do, and so is the opposite of what you want to do. You should vote on my thing, yes. I'm not going to give you my vote in a trade-off. Maybe it's not like that, but it sure feels like that's the world. Mm -hmm. Sure. Um, It feels like we're in West Wing, (laughs) the TV show. Uh, like, okay, you want to get, you want to get three Republicans to swing on this Democratic presentation? Well, you've got to give them something. Mm. And I don't mean mm. like money. I mean like right. a vote towards something that they are supporting that you might not be supporting. And then you find yourself trapped when you're running in your own races that, well, look what you voted for. Mm-hmm. It's, it's almost always what you voted for. Right. Almost. Uh, yeah. I think that individuals should pay close attention to how those who control policy vote. And, and if it's to trade off in something, 
Then just be honest. Right. And just be honest. Like, well, why, we, we really want to get this education bill done. Mm-hmm. And the only way I was going to get these necessary votes was to, to come off it. of this topic. Right. There's my transparency. Right. You know, and, and I'm sure there's probably some legalities. Can the general to public that. take that? Can they take that kind of transparency? I, I, I it would be hard to reply. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh. Yeah, but you should have stayed with your guns. Yeah, but we needed to get this whatever policies we need. This, we need. We really needed this money for teachers. Whatever it was. Yeah, at times when I'm extremely open with people and I'm telling them the the, the you know harsh truth, they're like, "Nah, we don't believe you." I'm like, "No, nah, this is what's really going on." They're like, "Nah, there's no way you don't supposed to be saying anything." I'm like, "I don't care. I'm transparent. That's me." Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is what's happening. Take it how you want it. And there it's it easy to live life. That Honestly, way, I like sleep that. better at night yeah, when I'm just yeah. being me. You know, I can see that. Yeah, definitely. All right, we got one more break to take. By the way, it's World Food Day. It's about money. It's about food for the homeless. I looked it up. It's a serious thing. But I thought it was Happy Boss Day. I don't. That's not a, a United Nations holiday. Okay. When I give you yeah, a holiday, it's a United Nations. Okay, holiday. got you. You're talking about like goofy fun holidays. I need to start looking those up again. <laughs> we used to look those up every day. So, I text my Why super. Who's the boss of? <laughs> Who me? It is boss's day. My wife did the same thing for her boss. Okay, her, yeah, her that's did, what yeah. I was thinking. Yeah, so my staff hit me was like, "Hey, happy boss, happy boss day." So I said, "Okay, let me <laughs> return the favor." I, I text Crystal Ball about it. It's like, "Hey, are happy we sure boss it's day. that kind of boss and not a, a day dedicated to Bruce Springsteen?" <laughs> the boss. The boss. Or who's the, who, wait, who's the boss of hip hop? Wasn't there a guy back known as the boss? I don't know. I don't know about that one. The boss. The boss. Mm-hmm. I didn't get you anything for boss Derek. <laughs> she felt bad. It's okay. Don, you can bad. say happy boss day right now. There I, you go. I didn't happy even. Happy boss day. There. Uh, there. Good enough. <laughs> we got him something no, last year. For and boss's then... day? I think that was just my birthday. No. Morgan got you something. For bosses? Oh, because it was football season? Yeah, she texted us like 15 minutes before. Eric was is like, mad. Hey. <laughs> like, no. He's like, no, you want to get something for Eric? I'm I was like, joking. yeah, just put put me on the tab. <laughs> uh, I never got anything for Kathy Byerly. Happy Boss's Day. <laughs> happy Boss's Day, Kathy. Kathy. Mike Holvey. Thanks happy Boss's Day. Th- thanks for the job. Yeah. We break. Last break. Last peak. Three-day weather forecast. The Rev into the weekend. I, this, this it's getting nice. It I, is. I, I like this cold weather. Hey, I like it. WSOY three day forecast: sunny with a high near sixty today. Winds could gust as high as thirty one miles per hour. Tonight areas of frost overnight. Otherwise mostly clear with a low around thirty five. On Saturday mostly sunny with a high near sixty eight. Winds could gust as high as forty four miles per hour. And then on Sunday a fifty percent chance of showers. Grab your grab your raincoat. Mostly cloudy with a high near fifty eight. Again, this is your WSOY three-day forecast with your boy, the Rev, Courtney Carson. Stay blessed and productive. Keep hope alive. Stay healthy. And the phone lines are also open. The Good Neighbor Giveaway brought to you by State Farm Insurance Agents Rob Livick, Allie Doolin, Mike Mandrell. Uh, we're down. I believe this is going to be winner 17 or 18. 875-1340 is the number. 875-1340. About halfway through this commercial break, Dominique will randomly pick one of our phone lines and you'll be the winner. That means if you're listening on the stream, you have time to call. But call right this second. 875-1340. 875-1340. The Good Neighbor Giveaway. What do you win? A $25 gift certificate to whichever place they still have left when you go to pick it up because they are first come, first serve, and they had 20 completely different places locally owned spots in Decatur. 875-1340, you can win right now. Back to close up shop on the week. Don't go anywhere. Mix with a double.
even considering buying a car battery from the same place you buy milk and eggs or one of those car parts stores? Buy your battery from the place that knows batteries, Rex Batteries. I'm Laurie, and in about 15 minutes, we'll test your old one, install a new one, and clean up all the contacts, many times for less than you would pay someplace else. With 75,000 batteries on our shelves right now, I am sure we have one for your car. At Rex Battery, we are hyper super serious about one thing, batteries. You need a car battery today? We've got one for you right now. Rex Battery, giving Central Illinois an extra every day. Rex with a double X battery. Generations of power. 422-2400 is still a phone number you need to save just in case. At 422-2400, Bory Law Offices has over 35 years of helping a Decatur community in need of bankruptcy, divorce, and family law. At 422-2400, Andrew Bory is that friendly voice in a time of need, also with estate planning, preparing a will, and plenty more. So whenever you need him, call Bory Law Offices at 422-2400 at 225 South Main Street in downtown Decatur. Everybody plays. Everybody plays. Everybody plays. Play It Again Sports knows play. We sell and buy new and quality used sports and fitness equipment for less. And we pay on the spot. So everybody can play. Visit your locally owned Play It Again Sports. Located in Brentwood Village, Indicator. Or online at playitagainsports.com. Play It Again Sports. The official sponsor of all those who play. On WSLY 1340 AM at 103.3 FM. Streaming live at nowdecator.com. Nah, you crazy for that one, Rick. <laughs> I got good news and bad news. What's going on? The bad news is we don't have a good neighbor giveaway winner. Really? All the phones went crazy. Dominique answered one. She uh, couldn't get connected on the call. Uh-huh. And then all the calls had stopped by the time uh, she got disconnected, so she doesn't know who called. First caller, 875-1340. Right now, you're going to win a $25 gift certificate somewhere in town. Uh, you just have to go to Allie Doolin's office and pick it up. Don't mm-hmm. worry. They're not just going to, like, hold you hostage until you buy insurance from them. They're going to be there if you have any questions. But other than that, you just say you're one of the winners. We're going to have sent them your name, and uh, they'll tell you what's left. You get your choice of what's remaining. We're done for the week. Yeah. How about that week? That was a pretty good week. Pretty good week. Fun guess. Yeah. Uh, cool way to close it out. If you miss David Masiotro, the author of I Am Somebody, Why Jesse Jackson Matters, or Tim Sinclair, the public address announcer of the Chicago Bears, those interviews are loaded up at nowdecator.com. We'll be back next week. Monday, uh, Debbie Bogle, uh, as, as always, Nicole Bateman, president of the EDC, Kevin Berhaney previewing his show on Monday, so that'll be our Monday. Uh, but you know, also next week, Betsy Londrigan on Tuesday, I think. Is yeah. that we got that one locked in? Yeah. Betsy Dirksen Londrigan. Betsy Dirksen Londrigan. And uh, she's going to join us on Tuesday, uh, mm-hmm. which, which means we'll be reaching out to Rodney as well to, to get him uh, on maybe next week, maybe not, but uh, before the election for sure. And uh, pretty normal week, but still trying to book more home run hitting featured guests. Yeah. So we got some, but there will be more to come. And, mm-hmm. and it is about time to to start getting into our candidates, our local yeah. candidates. Yeah. Uh, because election day is November what? November Is it the 3rd or the 10th? It's the 3rd, right? You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.